Hey, what's up, Rock Church? Come on, put your hands together wherever you're at. If you're at home, if you're in your car, if you're outside on your phone, wherever you're at, put your hands together and give God some praise this morning or this afternoon or tonight or wherever you're watching this, whatever, what time. I just want to welcome you. My name is Travis. I'm the campus pastor of our Point Loma location. But in this season, we're just one church. So I'm just one of the pastors hanging out and honored to be with you this morning. Uh, do want to welcome you. If you're joining us for the first time or uh, this is your first experience, we want to say hello. If you have friends that are, are here, uh, they're hanging out for the, for the weekend, they didn't go home yet, then, and God bless you. Thanks for being here. We believe that someone's going to be encouraged today. Someone's going to receive hope in the name of Jesus. Someone may make a decision to trust Jesus for the very first time. So God bless you, and we're praying for you, and can't wait to see what God does today. I want you to share this with, with whoever's around you. Uh, maybe go get the people that are in the rooms in your house and bring them in and say, hey, we got, we got to get together and watch this or share it online if you're on YouTube or, or sdrock.com. Just share the message out. We want to make sure that we get the hope of Jesus out to as many people as possible, especially during this season. It's been an interesting, uh, maybe interesting is not the best word, it's been difficult over the last uh, couple months, several months. But God's still been good, hasn't he? God's still been faithful. And we can look back to just last weekend and, and we had uh, something called We Pray San Diego where 135 churches all throughout the county came together to mend the divide where, where things feel divided and there's tension uh, through prayer, we were united. And all we did was just say, Lord, heal our hearts, heal our land, move like only you can move. And that was last Saturday. It was so beautiful to see that. And we hope to do more of that. And we just wrapped up a, a three-week message series from our pastor, my pastor, Miles McPherson, entitled The Third Option. And, and if you want to get more information about that, maybe the best thing to do is just go back and watch the, the sermons in our archive or buy the book, which is really just a, a, a toolkit on how to handle these hard conversations and how to be a, a learner, a humble learner, because we don't all know as much as we actually think we do. It's better just to be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to get angry. And so that book, I believe, will equip you. And you can get that wherever books are sold or at milesmcpherson.com. And then come back in a couple of weeks. Our pastor will be back. We're going to... Uh, start a new series on the D12. And, and if you've been at the Rock Church, you know what that is. But if you're new, I'll, I'll let you know. It's really just 12 descriptors, 12 descriptors on what it means to be a disciple. Not just a, a believer, but a follower. There's a difference. Come on, somebody. Not just a believer, but a follower. And so you're going to want to come back in a couple weeks and join our pastor for that. But today we're starting a, a two-week mini-series. I got the first week and one of our other campus pastors will be here next week to, 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 to finish us off. But the name of this series is entitled Running on Empty. I want you to type that in the chat right now. Running on Empty. Running on Empty. And how many of you know there's really only two types of people? There, there's those of you that will drive your car and then when the gas gauge gets to half, you go, oh, I got to fill that bad boy up. I'm almost empty. You still got half. Come on. Or there's the others of us. I'm a part of the, of the others that take that bad boy all the way down. The gas light is on. It says E. But inside, you really know there's a reserve tank of 10 miles they don't actually tell you about. And if you're going downhill with the wind at your back, that 10 is really 20. Come on. You know it is. But regardless of how you drive your car, I just want you to think about what's been going on over this past season, over these past few months, because it's been a lot. COVID-19. I felt like we really had... Had, had wave one, and, and now maybe we're in wave two. And then we found out there's this thing called murder hornets. I'm still, if I see a bumblebee, I'm jumping. I'm startled. I'm startled with the bumblebees. I don't know what that is. Is that a hornet? I don't know. And the topic of racism, which is, is real. And there's still so much continued work that needs to be done. 
there's, there's uh, just thoughts and emotions about our government, about police brutality and police reform. There's so many discussions going on, and then I didn't even include uh, um, your bills and your life and y- your husband, your wife, your marriage, your kids, your job or the lack thereof, and all the other social tensions of the world. Just think about it. Spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and even physically, maybe some of you are just finding out, you're realizing right now, maybe in just this moment, I'm running on empty. And if you're not there yet, or you're thinking, no, I'm not there yet, well, the gaslight is about to go on, and you're headed in that direction. You're running on empty. I believe God has brought me here today to let somebody know that you're running on empty. Pastor, you're running on empty. Husband, you're running on empty. Wife, you're running on empty. Young man, young girl, you're running on empty. And we don't want anybody to run on empty. Because God has a a, a response to that burden. I want to read it to you. This is going to be our anchor verse over the next two weeks. This is God's response to that burden. It's Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. And this is what God says. This is Jesus, the words of Jesus himself. Then Jesus said, come to me. Come to me. Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you what? I'll give you rest. Somebody type rest in the chat. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke or my ways is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. That's good news, Rock Church. Friends and family or neighbors that have joined you. That's good news. Whether you know Jesus, you're far from him, or you just walked in and said, what's going on? I smell pancakes. That's good news for you. There's a God that says, come to me. I want to give you rest. What I give you is light. I want to pray for us right now before we keep going with our time together. And my prayer and my hope is that today you would leave with deep rest so that you can keep going and doing the good work that God has called you to do. Let's bow our heads wherever you're at. You're in the kitchen, bow your head. Jesus, we, we love you. We're so grateful for your word, grateful for your response to that burden. We thank you that we can trust you and come to you, that you rescue us, that you're not a God that's far, but you're close. You're saying, come to us now. So may we do that in these next few moments. In Jesus' name we pray, everybody said, amen. Amen. So two weeks ago, excuse me, my wife who's right here, her name is Vanessa, we celebrated eight years of marriage. Come on now, praise hands, eight years of marriage. I received, I received the online gifts that are coming my way right now. I'm <clears throat> just kidding. But eight, two weeks ago, we celebrated eight years of, of marriage. We've been together 12 years, and I think that's, that's pretty significant. And we were planning on going away for a little vacation uh, this weekend, in fact. We, we should, we should, I should be in a hot tub right now. I'm just, I'm just letting you know I should be in a hot tub. But, but we, we started looking at places to vacation, and that's, that's hard right now, looking at hotels, Prices are doubled. Uh, everywhere you go, you just, you're just not sure what, what's happening. Is it safe? Should we go? And then the, the hotels that were open had restrictions. So there could only be like two people in the pool at, at the same time. And one of them was the pool guy. It was like, it's just me and you. <laughs> so I wasn't excited to go. And then we love massages, but then massage, you know, that's, that's out. And so we just got discouraged and we, we stopped looking. We just put it away. And a few days went by and we thought, well, maybe, maybe we should. Maybe, maybe we Let's go back. And then the, the prices got even more expensive, and we just, we just gave up. We, we got tired of looking. We couldn't find anything. And then this opportunity came, and pastor said, hey, would you, would you preach? And I like preaching. In fact, I like working. I like the hustle. I, I, I like running hard. And maybe this is the point that you and I, we're made to run. 
We're made to run, but we get exhausted, so we should find rest. But so many of us can't find the rest. And so here's my sermon in a sentence. I want you to maybe write this down. I'm going to give it to you. I'll put it up behind me somewhere. Uh, and this is my sermon in a sentence. And so if, if you feel like, or you just realize that my name is not Miles McPherson, before you take off, I want you just to get this and let it sink into your heart. You were made to run, but when you do, first run to the one that brings you rest. Come on, Rock Church. Come on, family. Come on, friends. Come on, put it in the chat. Give me some fire flames if you receive that today. You and I were made to run. I, I like charging the hill. God, God's word, word says run the race with perseverance as marked out for you. We're made to run. But when you do, first run to the one that brings you rest. The title of my message today is Running to Rest. Running to Rest. And I want to share a story with you out of the Gospels in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. And so if you've got your Bible with you, I want you to grab that. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's the third book in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the third Gospel. Luke was a doctor. He took great notes, great details when he recorded this account. And so it's Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. And I want to read it to you. This is what it says. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha, 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 she opened her home to him. She invited Jesus to come in. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was what? Distracted. Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself. Tell her to help me. Tell her to, tell her to help me. And then Jesus replies, real kindly, real softly, real gentle, like, like you would expect God to do. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about so many things. But few things are needed, and indeed, really only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. And this story Outside of Jesus, you have two characters. You got Martha and Mary. And Martha, she's distracted. She's got all this preparation. She's making this meal that Jesus didn't even ask her to make, and she's making all this stuff. And she's busy with tasks. She has tension between her family. Her, 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 and, her and her sister are at, are, are at odds. She yells at Jesus. Come on, you know you're in trouble when you start yelling at God. You start yelling down, down Jesus and telling him what to do. You're in trouble. And she's filled with anxiety and stress. That's Martha. Mary is focused. Mary is present. Mary's not yelling at Jesus. Mary's listening to Jesus. Mary's not filled with anxiety and stress. Mary's filled with peace and rest. Uh, there's, a, there's a book that, that was written. I don't know the, the author, but I know the title. It's called Having a Mary Heart in a Martha World. And I think the title of that book really describes really well the burden of of this passage and the burden of the series running on empty because while a lot of us thought that COVID was going to slow things down, maybe what it really did was just make things different. <laughs> Remember week one, you were like, oh, I got all this time on my hands, just shopping and do some yard work and you know, I got all this, extra. and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, this is, how come I feel busy? How come I'm Zoomed out? How come I feel like I got more stuff to do in just in a different way? We all thought that this season was going to slow down, but really maybe more than anything, it's just different. We got a different kind of busy at home. 
Because now maybe you're a home dad with the kids like me. You're thinking, this is what you do, babe? This is what you do all day? My gosh. God bless you, moms with your kids and dads that take care of your kids. God bless you. And now you just got different kinds of busy and different types of stress or different types of burdens. And now we're running everywhere just in a different way. You're still running on empty. We don't want anyone today to run on empty. We want everyone to run to Jesus. And so I want to I give you three points. I want to give you three points. If we're going to run to Jesus, if we're going to run to the one that brings us rest, here's how we're going to do it. Here's point number one. If you're writing this down, if you're in the chat, put it in the notes. Let us know you're with us. Here's point number one. I want you to refocus on what's important. Refocus on what's important. In other words, don't get distracted. There's so many things to run to. There's so many things to, 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 to run to, so many distractions. Uh, in verse 38 in our, in our story of Mary and Martha, I'll read it for you. Verse 38, Jesus comes to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted. She's distracted with all the preparations that had to be made. There are so many things that you and I can be distracted with that rob us from God's best for our life, and they will make you exhausted. I'll give you some examples. People's expectations of you can distract you and get you exhausted. The pressure of the world, the pressure of the current times can weigh on you. It can be a distraction from God's best for your life. Other people's opinions of you is a distraction. It can be, can be a weight on you. Just temptation, sin, that's a distraction. Worry, you can be worried to death, uh, be, be, be worried, worried sick. And in Luke 21 puts it this way, and maybe this will just make more sense. Luke 21 verse 34 says, be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with dissipation, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life, and that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. It'll come on you like a trap. That means I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. Of course you weren't. Because you, you, you weren't focused on, on what was important. You got distracted. You're running on everything. I'm running to this, and I'm running to that, and I care about what you think, and my husband should be over here, and now you're just distracted. And like Luke says, you got to be careful, otherwise your heart will be weighed down to, to dissipation. What's that word mean? You just go, you're gone. I just feel like I'm just melting away. Do I have anything left of Travis? Do I have anything left of me? Is there anything left inside of me that's good? I feel like I just the weight is crushing me right now. And then Luke says, be careful. Your heart will be weighed down with drunkenness. Well, why, why, why would he say that? Because now you're medicating with your problems. You're at home with your wife, with your spouse, with your kids. It's, it's driving you wild. And now you've got secret sin you're not telling anybody about, secret pornography, your secret uh, uh, substances, your alcohol, whatever it is. And now you're medicating. And Paul says, you've got to be careful. Watch your heart. That these things don't come on you and now you're medicating. And the anxieties of life that will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. You're so distracted. I remember I was, as I was preparing for this, it brought me back to my very first message. I'm 36 now. When I was 23 is when I really gave my, my first message, if you could even call it that. I had done some Bible studies before that, but it was the first time I sat down, uh, opened up the Word, picked a passage, pulled out some points, put, tried, to, tried to build and form a message. And the night of, of, the, of, of the, the meeting, it was for college young adults, and we met at nighttime. And I remember just being in this hallway, and there's 200 college students age 18 to 25 waiting for their speaker. And I was overwhelmed, so distracted, to the point of tears. I was crying like a baby in that hallway. 
I was crying, I was overwhelmed, and I was distracted because I was thinking about everything else except for Jesus. I was thinking about everything else except for the people that were waiting that needed hope. I was thinking about, man, are they gonna laugh at my jokes? Is, what, is, is, is the passage that I picked the right one? Well, how, do they, how, do, how are they gonna know what I'm really trying to say or are my points gonna be clear? What if I stutter, what if I stumble or, or what, am I gonna, what am I gonna wear? I mean, dumb stuff, I'm thinking about everything else. I'm just like all over the place. And it brought me to the, to the point of so much pressure, I started to medicate with tears. <laughs> And my buddy grabbed me and he pulled me in the, in the hallway and he goes, man, wake, wake up, man. We got to refocus you. You, you got to get back to what's important. You got 150, 200 college students in there, age 18 to 25, that don't even know what to, to do tomorrow. They need their identity. You have the answer. His name is Jesus. I had to refocus on what's important. And so if we're going to run to Jesus, the one that brings us rest, we got to refocus on what's important. Here's what I think is important. I think relationships are important. Let's give you a few. I think relationships are important, especially now. We need each other more than ever. We're better together. I think your purpose is important. But your purpose isn't something you go chase after or find. We serve God's. You, you don't go, what am I going to do? You, you serve God's. And, and his purpose for you is that you would enjoy him and bring him glory. I think that's important. I think eternity is important. And I wrote it down. Colossians 3.2 says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. That's what's important. We've got to refocus on those things if we want to come to Jesus first and rest. In our story of Mary and Martha, I think, I think Martha would have argued with us. and she, she would have said, I'm already focused. I'm the one that invited you in the house. Come on, Jesus. I'm already focused. Or here's how we would say that in our words. I'm already focused. Jesus is on my screen every Sunday. I'm watching the Rock Church right now. I'm hanging out with you. Or I'm already focused. I got, I got my AirPods on and I got my Hillsong. Maybe that's not how you dance to Hillsong. I don't know how you dance to Hillsong. I don't, I don't even think you can dance to Hillsong. It's more like praise hands to Hillsong. But maybe that you would argue, I'm already focused, man. I got my whole, my whole family is baptized. I'm already focused. God is all around my life. But how many know that around Jesus and at the feet of Jesus aren't the same thing? Come on. Around Jesus. I'm just, I'm just going to be around Jesus. What's up, Jesus? What's up, Jesus? I'm just around you. And at the feet of Jesus, clinging to him, those aren't the same things. And so what is at the feet of Jesus represent? It's his presence. And at his presence, you have grace. And at his presence, you have mercy. And at his feet and in his presence, you have healing. At his feet and in his presence, you have rest. And so if we're going to run to Jesus, the one that brings us rest, first we got to get Focus. We've got to refocus on what's important. Here's number two if you're writing these, no, writing these notes down. Number two, we've got to reduce the non-essentials. Reduce the non-essentials. Um, when COVID first started, <clears throat> we, 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 were, we were calling um, our medical professionals essential workers. We classified a group of professionals as essential workers. Then things started to un unfold a little bit. And, and then one day I was, I was around my neighborhood and I saw the pool man. I was like, hey, what's up, man? You working? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm essential. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. And the landscaper, I saw him, I was like, hey, he's like, I'm essential. I'm like, mm, cool, man, I get it. Starbucks was essential. And I, I get it because paying your bills is essential. Come on, somebody. That's essential. And I get it. But if we're not careful, we'll start living our, our lives in such a way where everything just becomes essential. And I'm running after all of it. And so we, we got to be careful to reduce the non-essentials. Otherwise, you just, I got to have it. I got to get it. I got to buy it. I got to watch it. I got to, got to, got to. It's all essential. But watch this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23, 
It says, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. So I got a question for you. Why are you doing so much? Why are you doing so much? Because what you're doing, what you're running to, it's stealing your rest. It's stealing your joy. It's stealing your peace. Uh, uh, Pastor Ricky Page, a good friend of mine and, and mentor and, and, and boss. <laughs> I remember one day we were having a conversation and he's encouraging me as a, as a young dad myself. And he was telling me a story about his son coming home from school. And he learned a lesson. And his teacher was teaching uh, his son about must-dos and may-dos. See, a must-do is I have to. I have to do it. A may-do is that's nice. You're optional. Right? A must-do or a may-do. Is what you're running after right now a must-do or a may-do? And watch this. Jesus has a must-do or a may-do conversation in the middle of verse 40. And he's talking to, to Martha about Mary. And this is what he says. Uh, this is Martha. Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? She's, she's going in on him. Tell her to help me. And then here's Jesus' reply. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about so many things, many things. But few things are needed. Or indeed, just one. Jesus tells Martha, there's really only one must do, and it's to sit at my feet. That's it. And so if we're going to run to Jesus, because he's the one that brings us rest, we need to reduce the non-essentials. We're going we're to refocus on what's important. We're going to reduce the non-essentials. And here's my last point. We're going to reprioritize your life. We got to reprioritize your life if we're going to be able to run to Jesus because he's the one that brings us rest. We're running to rest. We got to reprioritize your life. And here's why that's important because the order makes a difference. The order makes a difference. In the middle of verse 42, uh, Jesus tells Martha that Mary has chosen what's better. <laughs> he says, Mary has chosen what's better and it won't be taken from her. Jesus is telling Martha and he's telling us that, that there is another choice that's not as good. Maybe even bad. There's a way that we talk to people that's not as good. There's a way that you treat people that's not as good. There's a way that you organize your life that's not as good. And, and maybe the best way that I can illustrate this for you, and, and I, I saw this about six months ago and I've been saving it, is by showing it to you. So you can just really receive it and really get it in your mind, your heart. Because the order makes a difference. And see, this, this right here, this vessel represents uh, the way that we, most of us are probably living life. You, you, you got... The news that I've been watching, and you got the, the Facebook messages I've been, I've been reading, and you got the YouTube videos I've, I've been sharing, and, and you got uh, CNN, you got Fox, and, and, and you got uh, protests, and you got everything else. Just, just the stuff, and it's not bad. I'm not saying it's good or bad. All I'm saying is this is normally how we set it up. We put everything else, all our priorities that we think are important first. And then you remember, in the midst of the worry and the stress and running, oh, wow. I'm supposed to refocus on what's important. And I remember the pastor told me that relationships, those are important. i got to put that in here. And then he said, well, my purpose was important. You know, God's got something great for me. i got to put that in here too. And then the last thing, it's just, just, just i got to think about eternal things. That's God, that Jesus in my life is the biggest one. i got to put him in my life. But it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit in this vessel. And so you try to, you, ah, you try to smash it down. You're like, maybe if I twist it, I didn't, nope, doesn't work. Maybe if I flip it this way, nope, let me just take purpose out. Who needs purpose? Nope, still doesn't fit. 
None of it fits. And now I'm stressed out. I'm, ah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just feeling, I'm weight, I'm weighted down. And, and, and I, I'm, now I want to medicate and doing all these things. But what if you just change the order? What if you just reprioritize your life? Because the order makes a difference. And if we're going to get the rest that you're so desperately needing, because I believe you're running on empty right now, you start with Jesus. You run to him first. And you put him at the bottom. You put him first in your life. And you take your purpose and you add that. And you take your relationships, because that's important, and you put that. And you take everything else, all the news, all the other stuff that you're running to, and you add that. Same vessel, but it all fits with margin. The order makes a difference. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this, I want you to get this. Order determines capacity. Somebody give me flames in the chat because that's good. Order determines capacity. And I'll give it to you God's way. In Matthew 6, verse 33, it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. But if you keep running on empty, you keep going, you're all tapped out. You know what happens? You'll break down. If you keep running on empty, you will break down. But you were made to run. Just when you run... First run to the one that brings you the rest. And rest has a name. His name is Jesus. And he's saying now, as he said then, come to me and I'll give you rest. For my ways are light and the burden I give you is easy. Rock family, rock church, wherever you are, wherever you're joining us today, I want to invite you right now to make a decision to choose rest in Jesus Christ. And that may just look like salvation. Finally getting the weight of sin off of your back and laying it down and saying, Jesus, I desperately need what you offer. Because I, I, can't, I can't live for myself anymore. And I have to trust that what you did on the cross over 2,000 years ago was good. And you did it for me. Maybe that's the rest you need. We're going to give you that chance in just a minute. We're going to pray together. Or maybe rest just looks like saying today's a restart, refresh. I'm not running to anything else. I'm going to refocus on what's important. I'm going to reduce the non-essentials. And I'm going to reprioritize my life to put Jesus first. I'm hitting restart right now. You can recommit your life today. That's okay. We'll help you with that. Or maybe it's just saying, I really need a rest. A physical, stopping, pausing rest. Just be still and know that he's God and you're not. Wherever you're at, wherever you're joining us, wherever you're watching us, your living room or by yourself in your phone or your laptop or your iPad, I want you to pray this prayer in the quiet of your heart with me. If you need to receive Jesus and get that rest that I know that we're all desperately needing in this season so that you can continue to do the good work that God's calling you to do. I want you just to bow your heads and pray this prayer and you can repeat after me. And just pray, dear God, I'm tired. I'm worn out. And today I need you. I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I've fallen short. But I believe that you, Jesus, are good. And I believe that you died for me. Right now, I confess you as Lord of my life. Come into my life. Give me a new heart. Give me a new mind. Make the old things old and bring the new. Now, as everybody's heads are bowed in your living room or you're just praying by yourself, just you and Jesus, in just a moment, uh, I'm going to ask you just to put a little hand emoji in the chat 
or maybe right where you're at in your living room, you just stand up and you declare that God is good. He's got control of my life. And the enemy, not today, Satan, you have no authority over my life. And so you're just going to stand up and declare it. We're going to celebrate you until we see you next time. On the count of three, I'm going to pray for you. One, two, three. Right now, you're standing up at home. You're typing in the chat, fire emojis, hands going up. You're standing in your living room because we're blessing you. We're praying for you. I want to pray for you right now. Jesus, would you bless my friends, bless my church, bless my family, my community, my country, our world. Thank you for loving us when sometimes we don't feel lovable. But, Lord, you say, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, you'll find rest. Lord, receive that rest today. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Hey, if you just made that decision right now, you can text the word SAVE to 52525. We'd love to connect with you. Otherwise, uh, otherwise we'll see you next week. We can't wait to continue the series with you. God bless you.